when you have a question about something, where do you typically turn? My bet is that you're like most people, you Google it, right? Uh, you say I have a question about what one of the Astros baseball players is making or where they're getting traded or something like that, and you Google it. It's what my kids do in the car. If I don't have the answer, Google has the answer. But it's not even just Google these days. There is a new thing out in the world that some of you nerds out there know about and others of you will know about in the future. It's called ChatGPT, which is an open AI system that pulls upon the knowledge base of pretty much world knowledge <laughs> and is able to answer questions, sometimes surprisingly well. Although last night I asked it, how do I earn eternal life? And it had pitiful answers. Um, but... But we have all kinds of sources that we ask questions of, we want more details about. But let me ask you this. If you had the opportunity to ask God one question, what would you ask him? What would you ask God if you had one question to ask him? Over the last few weeks, we've been asking our next-gen ministry participants this question. And I want you just to pause for a moment and watch this video of some of their answers that they've given to this question. If you had one question to ask God, what would you ask him? If you could ask God one question, what would you ask him? What my path is. How did um, he do the world? How did he do the world? How many hairs does a person have on their body? Um, what's the biggest number? What's the biggest number? Yeah. What do you think it is? I don't know. Um, helping people that are not safe. Um, how is it? How how is it like to go to heaven? Huh? You'd ask God for a unicorn? Good question. Why do we sin? Why do we sin? Why can't you why can't you talk back to us? I'd ask God if he actually wrestled with Jacob or if he wrestled with him in his mind. Um, I would ask him if it's bad to dislike people who hurt your friends. Is it Bad to pray for bad things to happen. Uh, why do people in the Old Testament live like 600 years? Uh, how do I get to heaven? I would ask him, why, was there a reasoning why you created everything? To be an Olympian. I'll ask him for, for something that we really need and help us for all the stuff that we need for us that we can do to help us with our work. For us so we can be alive and safe. So that's why God is more important than anything else and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. So that's why we that's why we pray a lot so we can be good and helpful for friends and families and God. So that's why we need to be respectful to God. So have a nice day. Bye. Isn't that great? Hey, before we get too far, I want to give credit to whom credit is due. You notice in the bottom left-hand corner, uh, there was a uh, Twitter handle, and that is the Twitter handle of one of our students, uh, 
John Hervey, affectionately known as John John, and he produced this video for us this morning. So if we could give John John a round of applause for working on that for us. Thank you. Now, now those questions were, uh, they were great. They were deep. They were personal. Some were fun. But all the questions were genuine and sincere. They reflect a childlike faith in God who is all-knowing and all-wise. So this morning, we're going to briefly consider God's invitation to ask Him for wisdom, especially when things are hard. Now, kids uh, and anybody in the ministry that came in, I want you to be aware that you have these indicators. You have a green indicator for yes to yes and no questions, and you have a red indicator for no. So throughout the service, I'm going to be asking some yes and no questions, and you would indicate yes or no, and you can be paying attention as we talk about these things. We're going to ask God from his word, how do we find wisdom? And we're going to look at James chapter 1, verse 5. So if you wouldn't mind standing with me, we're going to read James chapter 5. No, I'm sorry, James chapter 1, verse 5. I'm a little backwards this morning. James chapter 1, verse 5, regarding the source of wisdom. It's what God's word says to us. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. You may be seated. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessing upon this time this morning. Heavenly Father, you are good. You are the one that makes our ways straight. Lord, as we sang, you are the source of our healing and our hope. Lord, and you are ultimately the source of the wisdom that we need to navigate this world and live in a manner that's pleasing to you. Lord, I pray that you would have mercy upon us this morning. Lord, that you would be with us as we've gathered. You would guard me from error. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. When James, the half-brother of Jesus, wrote this letter to a group of scattered Christians, he was writing to encourage them during a very hard time. Let me ask, have you ever been through a hard time or had to make a hard decision? Anybody? Kiddos? All right. Asher's been through a hard time. I see that. I see that hand, Asher. You ever been through a hard time in class or playing a game or a sport or maybe a hard time at work? You ever been through a hard time when you didn't really know what you needed to do? I can remember with my oldest two sons, who have no idea I'm fixing to tell the story, when they were faced with a hard decision. Carter was eight and Jude was six, and we were hunting in Washita County back in 2015. Earlier that day, we had killed the deer, but we didn't have a way to transport the deer, so we had to leave the deer, and the deer was, it was cold, so we weren't worried about meat or anything like that. And I had a friend from church said, I'm going to come back and help you haul it out on ATV. So we came back, but it was pitch black when we came back. And it's not one of those really super nice ATVs that hold a lot of people. It held two people. Really, it only held one person, but I had to go show them where the deer was at. So Hannah's out of town, and Carter and Jude are in the car with me because we've got to get this deer. And I say, listen, under no circumstance whatsoever do you leave this car. I'm going to leave this car on, middle of the woods, pitch black, eight and six-year-old, stay in the car. Yes, Dad will stay in the car. Do not get out of the car. Stay in the car. So me and my friend, we take off down the ATV path. 
and I'm, I'm riding, and we're looking to go find the deer. We find the deer, we load the deer up, and we start heading back, and I begin to hear screams. Now, how many of you have ever been in the woods? Anybody? Show of hands. How many people have ever been in the woods and heard coyotes howling? That is creepy. I don't care how big and bad you think you are, when you are walking back to your truck or your ATV and you begin to hear it and it echoes throughout all of the woods. It's tough, okay? So I begin to hear screams and the guy I'm riding with says, oh, those are coyotes. And I'm like, no, those are my kids. I know my kid's voice and that, that's my kid's. He's like, no, no, it's not. And so I start panicking as a parent. This is the first time I've ever taken them hunting, and I'm sure it's going to be the last if they're ever found. And as we make our way down the ATV trail, you begin to see a light meeting us, kind of moving, shaking, things like that. And then as the ATV pulls up and shines bright, what we find is my eight-year-old and my six-year-old holding each other as tightly as they can with one of them walking with a flashlight, walking toward us. And immediately, my first question is, is, why did you leave the car? And, I mean, one of the sweetest things you'll, you'll ever hear, my oldest son said, because I was worried about you, Dad. Then I, then I said, well, what were you going to do? <laughs> he said, I was just going to wait with you, because I can't carry you out. We got the deer. We calmed down. We, you know, I never left them in the car again after they would agree to go hunting with me again. But they were worried about me. So in spite of what I told them, they got out of the car with their flashlight and they came to find dad. Does this sound like fun walking through the woods as an eight and six-year-old? Anybody? Does that sound like fun to you? Yes or no? Yes or no? Oh, come on. I need a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Those of you that answered honestly, the answer is no. It's not fun walking through the woods by yourself. Yet they intended to find their dad. In God's mercy, we found them. But they were faced with a hard decision. Do we leave the safety of the vehicle, or do we go find our dad who we're pretty sure something has happened to because he hasn't come back fast enough? Kids and adults alike face difficult decisions like this when they do not always know what to do. But this morning's message, though simple, is very important. In times when we are afraid... In hard times and difficult times, God invites us to ask him for wisdom. According to James 1.5, wisdom is a gift from God which he generously gives to all. You know what's so amazing about what James 1.5 says about how God generously gives wisdom? Do you notice what it said? Is that he gives wisdom without finding fault in us. Have you ever had a teacher or a coworker that would say, you know, that's a ridiculous question. I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to respond to that question because you did something wrong. Maybe they would even ridicule you and shame you. But God does not respond to us in that way. It says that he welcomes our questions and our request for wisdom. He gives generously to all without finding fault. Sounds a little bit like Jesus' words in Matthew 7, which we could imagine that James, the half-brother of Jesus, likely heard or learned at some point when Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. James wants us to see how willing and able God is to meet our needs for wisdom, even in hard times. He does not want us to shy away from God in fear 
but recognize that he is our help and our guidance when we are in need. Now, does this mean that we shouldn't study and prepare? Like, I can just wing it, and when I get to the test, I don't have to study very hard. I can just ask God for wisdom. Or you get to the sport, and you say, I didn't really learn the plays. Or you are performing a piece of music. Yeah, I don't really have to practice. God will give me everything I need exactly when I need it, and I don't have to prepare or do anything myself. Or a presentation at work where you show up and go, oh my goodness, that's due today? Ah, well, you know what? I'll just ask God for wisdom. Can you ask God for wisdom in those situations? Absolutely. But does this mean that we shouldn't prepare and study? It does not. God tells us that we should prepare and honor him with our minds through hard work and presentations and preparation and whatnot. I can remember as a kid coming home oftentimes after a hard test. Some of you probably prayed this too. I would come home from a hard test that I didn't study for and I failed. And I would pray, Lord, would you change the answers on the test? I am not aware of that ever being answered, not because he couldn't, but rather because I believed that he wanted me to honor him with hard work and study. But what about asking God to give us wisdom in every aspect of our life? What if while we're preparing and we're studying, we don't lean completely on our own strength and understanding, but we lean on him and trust him? It is great for us to pray and ask him to help us in our schoolwork, our athletics, in our arts, and even in our careers. Students, as some of you begin to think about college or choosing a career, it is good for you to ask God for wisdom in these decisions, even if your parents are trying to pressure you to go in A&M. Yeah, there we go. It's good to ask God for wisdom. He delights when his people express their need and dependence on him by asking God for help and guidance. And James wants us to know what God thinks when we're praying. He loves to hear and answer our request for help. What James is teaching us this morning is that God hears our requests for wisdom and he answers these because he loves to answer these requests. For those of you that are taking notes, this is the big idea in this morning's message. God welcomes us to ask him for wisdom. God welcomes us to ask him for wisdom. He calls us to seek him and trust him instead of trusting in our own understanding. Our elementary students have been learning Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 as a memory verse. And this verse says, now elementary students, if you know this verse, I want you to repeat it with me, but no pressure. In Proverbs 2, verse 6, it says, the Lord gives wisdom. Knowledge and understanding come from his mouth. He is the source of our wisdom and our guidance. When we need wisdom, when we need guidance, when we need help, we are to go to God who delights in giving us wisdom. James wants us to see that God is gracious to us, that he is kind, even when we have failed, even when we have sinned against him. When we ask God for forgiveness, he is faithful to do it. God answers this request when we ask for forgiveness, when we ask for wisdom. He is pleased to forgive us. Why is he pleased to forgive us? 
because of the amazing love that He has demonstrated to us in Jesus Christ, His Son. Some of our kids have been learning the song, Jesus is Amazing, as we introduce to the church today. It's based on Luke chapter 2, verse 47, which describes Jesus in this way. As the people were gathered around Him, listening to Him, they said, everything we heard from Him amazed us. Everyone who heard Him was amazed at His understanding and His answers. This is the God that welcomes us and calls us to Him and asks us to ask Him for wisdom. What is the most amazing thing that Jesus has done? He came into the world. He suffered, bled, died, was buried, and rose again from the dead so that we too might be forgiven of our sins and receive eternal life. All He calls us to do is to turn away from our sins to Him with trust and faith. We may turn to all kinds of different sources in life for answers and for guidance. We may look at all sorts of people for guidance and help. We put a lot of trust in these different sources. But did you know that there's only one true lasting source that leads to eternal life? Only one source that leads to forgiveness and hope. That source is Jesus, where 1 Corinthians describes him as the wisdom of God. Jesus, in his life, death, burial, and resurrection, has revealed God's wisdom to us by dealing with the biggest problem that we would ever face in this life, the problem of our guilt before God because of our disobedience and rebellion against him. God, in his kindness, sent his son into the world, Jesus, to secure salvation for anyone and everyone that would put their trust in him. To everyone who would ask for forgiveness and salvation, he would freely grant it. He does not hold it back from anyone who asks. God's promise is that all who ask for salvation because of Jesus will be saved by Jesus. And so as we think of asking God for wisdom, I would encourage you to ask him also to forgive you and save you. Because he is welcoming us to ask him for wisdom and forgiveness. He delights in forgiving us and giving us guidance. Parents, have you talked to your children about receiving this free gift of salvation? Do they know who they can go to to be forgiven and saved? We're going to close here in just a few moments. And as we do, we're going to have prayer leaders. And some of our prayer leaders are part of our next-gen ministry. If you would like to bring your child forward to pray with one of these volunteers to lead them to know more about Jesus, we would love for you to do so. Those of you that may be here that have never asked God to save you or asked him to give you wisdom in a difficult situation, we would invite you to pray and ask that this morning as our prayer leaders gather with us to encourage you and direct you to seek the Lord's wisdom. If you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Would you pray with me? As you reflect on the message this week, feel free to reach out to our staff by emailing care at copperfieldchurch.com. We would love to hear from you and pray for you. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and our other podcast, Equip for Good. Thanks for listening.